What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Resurgent Podcast presented by Resurgent Magazine. I am your host, Robert Sherman, founder of ResurgentMag.com. Just a little bit of news for the listener um, and visitor of ResurgentMag.com. I have recently stepped down as editor-in-chief of Resurgent Magazine. There are reasons behind it that I'm not going to get into on this episode of the podcast, Uh, but what I will say is that former lead writer, social media coordinator, uh, Kaylee Howell, is taking over the editor-in-chief position. She is very capable, and I'm very um, excited for her to take reins on this project. I, on the other hand, will be taking a step back from Resurgent Magazine. Uh, I am going to continue to host the Resurgent Podcast. The podcast is my baby. It is what I uh, love to do when it comes to um, the magazine. I love talking to all of these these incredible bands. I, I will announce it later, but episode four is going to be a absolute banger. Um, I'll announce who the guest is at the end of this interview. What I do want to tell you about is some of the cool content we have over on resurgentmag.com. That is R-E-S-U-R-G-E-T mag.com. We are about to post Kyle Smutsky's concert review and photo gallery from a sold-out and wild Knocked Loose show over at The Magic Stick. Uh, I've seen a couple of this this guy's pictures from this show. You're definitely going to want to go over to the website and check those out. They are incredible. We have an interview with a band called Play the Ace. They are releasing their debut EP, what makes this band incredible is that they are a three-piece pop punk band out of Texas. I know that it's a little bit uh, far away from Michigan, and we typically um, focus on, on bands in Michigan, but I did just want to touch on Play the Ace a little bit. They are a three-piece all-female pop punk band, like I said. They are incredible. If you want to check them out, that EP is called All My Friends Are Ghosts. Go to the website, read Kaylee's interview with them. Check out Kaylee's gallery and show review from our last night. That show was incredible. Check out my album review of Michigan's Hot Mulligan. Drop their debut full-length pilot. Secrets and Picturesque came through earlier in March and featured Michigan bands, The Thought Life and Collections. There are pictures of them up on the site as well as The Incredible Lights. Now, I don't want to take up too much of your time because we have an incredible conversation with Duo A Year in New York. This conversation was awesome. I loved talking to these two. It's been a year since they dropped their last EP, Forget-Me-Nots. They are headlining the Vote With Your Wallet at the Crowfoot Ballroom on April 14th. Go check them out alongside Stories Untold, Lilac Lungs, If Walls Could Talk, incredible local bands for a great cause. Let's get into it. My conversation with Michael Miller and Brittany Christoffel of A Year in New York. Just throw it all away. I'll remember every second. I'll 
um, yeah, if I finally got you guys on the line. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Things have been so <laughs> hectic getting prepped for this show coming up. I've literally been in and out of the house so many times. I feel like I'm not even at home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's all good. I completely understand that. The you know, it's we we got you. So it's it, that's all that matters. Um. So yeah, you just you you actually just said something about that show. So we'll start there. Um. We're talking about the uh, Vote With Your Wallet show? Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about what, what that is and, and uh, what your guys' role in that show is? Yeah, so the Vote For Your Wallet show is an awesome event being put on by Fusion Shows. And the whole concept around it when they were prepping it to us in the early beginning stages was they were going to bring together a bunch of bands who were going to work hard and try to make as much money for four charities as possible. And, like, just as a way to use community to give back. And I understand that the way that the show works is people will come in, get their tickets turned in, and then they will be given a token. And then those tokens will be dropped into four bins. You get to pick which bin, and each of them represent a different charity. And the token's worth, I believe, like $2. So everyone that comes to the show will be donating a little bit of their money to charity. And it's just an awesome event, and we couldn't be more excited to be part of it. And we love the Crowfoot. It's one of our favorite places to play. And they're always so, like, helpful with everything. So we couldn't be more excited about it. And you guys are actually um, one of the headliners for the show, right? Yeah. The, the way that it looks, it looks like we're going to be headlining the ballroom stage, which, you know, we played this stage a few times, but this will be the first time that we're headlining. So... We are very excited about that. We feel like it's a big step and also just also humbled at the fact that Fusion and the group would, would consider us to be the headliners because there's so many bands on this bill that could have been headlining and for them to have us headline this time the huge compliment and we hope we don't let them down. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, the that bill is actually stacked. I'll, I'll plug that at the end. Um, so that we don't have to take time doing that here on the phone. Um, so, so we we got that out of the way, uh, the vote with your wallet. So we did the most present future thing that we've got. So now let's just go back to the beginning of your guys' band. Um, you guys kind of just want to run me through kind of when you started. Um, so, yeah, just take me back to the beginning. Yeah, Brittany, do you want to take this? Uh, okay, so... Um... <laughs> Michael and I have been in a band together since we were, what, 13? Yeah, real young. Um, but that was the previous band a long time ago. Um, so we've been playing music together for a long time. We started a year in New York with our friends um, in our senior year of high school, so 2011. Um, and, I mean, we were inseparable, and we all had, like, just a passion for music, and so it was all working out. And, uh, you know, sometimes things just get in the way and people grow apart and life happens. And, uh, you know, for some people, the passion isn't about music. It's just about being with friends or whatever. So for Michael and I, we wanted to keep doing music. And for that other person, um, his, his uh, ideals and thoughts were else. So that's why he's not with us anymore. But, um, I mean, we've been 
Michael and I have been playing music together forever, and now we have some other people who are really passionate about just playing music. And um, so it's a good, like, spot moving forward to have people who are really invested in the music and the band and just, like, getting out there and doing things, you know? Yeah. And if I could, like, like follow up on any of that, I feel like, I don't know, in, like, the last two years specifically, for me, and I think Brittany feels the same way, it's like I feel like we hit our stride in, like, a, our music writing process. Like we kind of, we, at first we were just trying a bunch of different things musically, trying to figure out what we wanted, but recently I, I just feel like we found it, what we want to convey through our music. And I think it was just, like, this one moment I think we both were like, well, we're writing music, we're not trying to write music that's going to fit inside this box of what people will like. And we're just trying to write music that we feel expresses ourselves. And, like, we just, when we're working on stuff, like, new song ideas, we're not trying to write something that's going to be, like, catchy or marketable. We're trying to write something that... Yeah. And, yeah, and it's been really awesome because it seems like ever since we started doing that, right, do you think that's not supposed to have people, like, flock to it? It just seems like more and more people have been liking it. And that's that's been the biggest thing for me. From the beginning, figuring out, you know, where we want to be, now we kind of have an idea and people are responding to it. And that's just, I mean, that's why you make music. You try to make something honest, and if people like it, they like it. And it's been a nice couple of last years for us, and we just couldn't be more excited for what we have coming up. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so you guys met super young, and, and uh, you know, you've kind of been going at it together now. How how long ago was that? Thir- you guys started playing music together when you were 13. How many – I don't want to age you. You guys, but how many how many years ago was that? <laughs> um, eleven years. Yeah, eleven years. So because we're twenty four, I'm about to be the big twenty five. Oh my god! Oh, it's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned I just turned twenty five, and, and let me tell you, it's the most boring birthday. It's it's that birthday you you hit it, and you're like, shit, I'm yeah. twenty five years old. <laughs> Dude, I, but I, I did I did. The first, the first thing I did was rent a car, actually, and it's a lot cheaper to do it. Twenty five, yeah, it drops the price by like three hundred dollars. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I literally just, I rented a car for a week in Florida. Uh, um, cool. So yeah, uh, happy birthday, whenever that is. Thanks, man. I don't. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get back into. Um, some music here. So you guys dropped an EP, Philosophy of Time. Um, that was actually a while ago now. And then you followed that up with uh, Forget Me Nots last year. I think it, I think it's basically just a year a year old. Um, yeah. What can you tell me about um, like the differences between creating the two? Like what were the differences in writing or ideas or like even sonically? Just anything, you know, time time in a band changes uh, and, and changes the way that you go about things, obviously. And um, there is a, kind of a little bit of a sound change in, in the two. Uh, so if you just want to run me through um, those things. Yeah. So for me with philosophy of time, it's like I was saying earlier, we were so fresh, this, like, 
it was the start, like Brittany was saying, we had come out of our first band, now we were starting our second project, and like I was saying, we didn't really know what kind of voice we wanted yet, I feel like, so we were trying a bunch of things, and I, I mean, I like those songs, and I feel like they were a good starting point for us, but like you were saying, as we matured and we kind of figured out, like I was saying, we just wanna, wanted to change and write music that we felt was honest and a reflection of ourselves. That's where it'd be not, I kind of really believe, like, blossomed. Because when you, like you're saying, you can listen to the albums, and Philosophy of Time, to me, feels like a bunch of songs just thrown on a record. But Forget Me Nots is, like... Planned out and mapped to the T. Yeah, it's very conceptual with, like, all the songs flowing into each other, and even, like, the last song flows back into the first song. And it was... When we were, like, coming up with that album, we were very, uh, I don't know, we were, we wanted to do something different, do something that, like, a lot of our favorite artists and our biggest influence have done before, and we wanted to do it our own way, and I feel like pretty, how she said it was all mapped out, that's exactly how it was. I feel like those songs, um, they just, they speak more, they're more, um, there's a shift, like you were saying. It's just it's more ambient, and there's a lot of like growing parts. And I personally think that it's some of the best songs we've written. Like I said, it kind of propelled us in two different directions, and we are just building off of that. Plus, um, I know you like kind of skirt around it all the time, but Michael is like in the thick of being in uh, school as for class guitar he was learning a lot about theory and like stuff like that and it definitely influenced it even if he like pretends that it's but it definitely changed a lot of stuff and like brought it like to this new melodic point that made it like really easy for me to like find a voice literally a voice that I wanted to sing like for the song yeah so so, like, dynamically with your band, um, who who's writing the music and then, like, who's writing the lyrics? Is that is it, like, a combo effort between both of you? Or is, is Michael, are you handling the one and Brittany, you're handling the other or vice versa? Yeah. So, basically, I'll come up with an idea and I'll play it all the time. It, <laughs> forever and yeah. forever. <laughs> I'll basically be playing it and Brittany will already kind of have a heads up that we're writing this song before we even start. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> stop playing it. And uh, so I'll handle most of the music and then typically we'll go into like a rehearsal, right? And we'll just play it music, you know, instrumental like most of the ways through just so everyone gets familiar with it. And then uh, Brittany will do the rest of you. Yeah, um, and Michael would give me, like, a backbone of, like, what he wants the bass to sound like, and then um, I'll just, like, kind of fix it up to my liking since he does not know how to write bass <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, and then the lyrics are uh, starting at, I guess, forget me not, they've all been mine. Uh, we used to write together, but it's kind of my my own project at this point. That's yeah, the worst. you're better at it. <laughs> um, and basically, like, we'll, most of the time, either he'll send me a recording over the phone, um, 
of a song that she's working on, or we'll just play it over and over and over again in rehearsal, and I'll write the, the lyrics right there and, like, just uh, craft them specifically for that song in particular. Um, and, like, my my focus in school was English and writing, so the words are, like, my favorite part, so that's why I kind of just took it over from him. Yeah, and like I said, I feel like the way that she writes words is so much more impactful than anything we had to do as a combined effort. And that's why I feel like, again, that was another shift, like she was saying, in Forgive Me Not, where like, I feel like that, that had a big deal with people responding to because Brittany was writing honest material and people were relating to it, and I just felt like that was very helpful. And it's funny also, like, like we were saying, we recently have these friends who have been filling in on drums for us, so we've been writing a little bit of new music with each of them, and uh, like I'll try to explain to them what I hear in my head on the drums, and since I can't play drums at all, it's hilarious. Because I'll be like, for this part, I really want the drums to be like, <laughs> and and I I give those dudes such credit because it has to be infuriating because I'll say a sound and then they'll do something I'll be like no that's not it. Sometimes I have to translate between Michael and whoever's drumming with us because he's confusing person. I, I just can't relay it. But when they find it and they do what I'm thinking, I feel like it's, I'm, I'm, there's a sigh of like relief and like excitement because I'm like that's it, we're doing it. Excited about it. Yeah, it's a good time. Like I said, I give them bad props for having to deal with my community. <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds like you guys have a very, like, um, very, I don't want to say different, but very, very different way of writing your music than most people. Because, Brittany, yeah. you were saying, you were saying that you'll just, you'll just come up with the lyrics right there after you guys have played the, the song, yeah. like, a few hundred times, <laughs> and, yeah. and you'll just write the lyrics right there. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know many bands that actually do that. That's actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I am. Um, I know that uh, you discussed that, which is very huge. Like, yeah, uh, it's point for us. It's, just, it's funny because I just vividly have this memory of watching the DVD of them writing the album Warning too, and I think they're working on a song called Warning, and it's like the band are all in one room, and he's playing. They're playing the song, and then you look over at Brandon Boy. He's got a piece of paper. Yeah. He's going yeah. down the words on a piano while everyone else is playing, and I'm like, oh, cool. So, yeah, that's valid. And I feel like, I don't know, the way that I connect with music, like, word-wise, I, I have to, like, really feel it for it to seem like it means something to me. So, like, writing it in that moment makes sense for my writing style. And I've always been a firm believer that, like, I don't know, like, some people I know will get recordings, like a scratch track of the song, you know, listen to that, right, and get their words from, like, that process. But, I mean... Listening and thinking about what you want to think about over a live sound, like a live or like performance of the song, it, it makes you think differently. It makes you feel differently, and I feel like it makes the words, uh, I don't know, fit for like a live version of the song. Like if you're already working on it while it's being performed, it's going to have that much more power when you're performing it at a show or something, if that makes any sense. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Right. 
do you go do you go into the writing session with like kind of an idea of what you want to say or kind of like a or is it all just straight up like stream of consciousness right there all of it like 100% is all of it or do you have like kind of a framework of this is kind of what I want this song to be about I just need the words you know what I mean you know what I mean I do um I think mostly I just go into it and I write whatever is happening right now in my life so I don't like go in and I'm like hmm okay so this song's going to be about I don't know uh depression or whatever <laughs> um I just kind of go in and I'm like okay these are the things that are bothering me this is kind of what it feels like in my mind and my body right now so that's what I'm going to focus on is just like hone in on that and figure it out and it's just like a you know a therapy kind of tool for me <laughs> So. That's awesome. I, I really like that because I've, I've talked to a lot of bands, and I, I don't think I've ever talked to one that, that writes like like that. So that's actually that's super cool, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, wow. Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of – it's like an off-the-wall kind of way of, of writing. Because like you said, you said Incubus does it, but, um, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, thanks. We uh... – <laughs> I feel like it's working, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'd say. <laughs> um, cool. So we, we talked a little bit about a show, but let's talk about just shows in general. Um, for, for, for kind of a, a local band, you guys tend to play a decent amount of shows, probably more, probably more than, than a typical local band would. Um, do you guys just like say yes to everything that gets thrown your way, or do you guys just? <laughs> you just... It feels like it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going, th- I was going through your events and stuff. I was looking at your Facebook page, doing a little bit of research, and I was like, man, these guys play all the time. <laughs> That's Michael's yeah. fault. Okay, it is my fault, but like, uh, here's my reasoning behind it. Um, uh. And you can, I mean, other people have told me this too, so I feel like it's sound. But uh, I would, I'm confident in saying that a year in New York is a very live, like, you you can listen to the recordings and they sound good and you'll like them. But if you come to a live show. It's a different experience. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I know a bunch of fans are like, yeah, we're a live fan. We're so much better live. And, um. I think that we are different live. I feel like there's a different kind of energy. I feel like seeing the music happen, like in the way, like seeing Britney sing, like her moments where she's belting it out, or seeing some of the intricate guitar stuff that, I mean, I spend writing. It's a different kind of thing. So in the past, we've gone and played shows, even if we don't kind of fit on the show bill with the other bands, we'll still we'll still play it if it's a good idea because. Like I said, I feel like most people respond to our live set before they just respond to our music, if that makes sense. So they come out, they see us play live, and they dig it, and then all of a sudden they're fans and they listen on their own. Like they find the music online or they stream it. But that's why I feel like playing as many shows as you can if they are good opportunities is the way to go because, I mean, if you can have someone – listen to your music and like it, that's great. If you can have someone come to a show and watch you play live and love it, that's great too. And if you can have both, that's the way to go. So that's why I have a hard time turning down shows. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it seems like the philosophy is working, though, because we, like we said, you're headlining the, this vote with your wallet show, and then you guys headlined another fusion show, the pizza show, right? You were one of the headliners on that. That. Yeah, show. the pizza show was a uh, that was CE concert. CE C-E uh, concert, yes. Yeah. Sorry, CE concert. Was, no, yeah, no, that, that was like the one that I was saying that um that one we it made no sense for us to be on that show musically. Like there's yeah. some indie bands, but most of it was metal bands. But I mean, like I said, it was funny because when we finished our set, we got off stage. And, a bunch of people were trying to talk to us and saying how much they enjoyed the set. And it's like we could have said no to that show, <laughs> but we said yes, and we made a big impact on some people that normally would have never had an experience to see us play. So, yeah. And we got a, a year in New York shared stages with, with <laughs> Carnus Immortalis. <laughs> they were callous. Yeah. They're in the Detail the Deceiver. Like that, when I saw that lineup, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's funny, too, because, like, I think we played it last year, and I even brought it up during our set. Like, we finished playing one of our quieter songs, and I'm like, thanks, guys. I know it makes no sense for us to be here right now, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's funny, too, with, like, it's, like, I was recently at an event, and uh, one of the guys who works for Fusion was there, and he came up to me and was like, so what are you going to do to make your live performance even better? And I was like, oh, dude, you're really putting the pressure on. And, like, he was like, you guys have the April show coming up. You should, like, you know, do whatever you can and make it the next step for you two in the year in New York. And so we've been thinking about that. We've been working on a few new songs because I feel like when Forget Me Nots was coming out and even before it was officially released, that music that we were playing, that seemed to get a bunch of people's attention and now it's like we've been playing the songs, people have the songs, and now we're at the next step where it's like, all right, we have to hit them with newer songs, and hopefully they don't hate us, and they think that they're still good. And like I said, we're, we're just writing it, trying to be as honest as we can, writing them for ourselves, kind of, and we hope that people enjoy them as much as we do. So speaking of forget-me-nots, we're going to backtrack back to that again. Um I just kind of wanted to ask about what what was the reception when you released it, and then what has the reception been going forward now that it's been out for a year? Okay. So, we, like you said, we released it a year ago, and we released it at the Loving Touch in Ferndale, and um, we ended up selling out the venue, which was awesome. That was like, I, I think back to our like progression as a band, I feel like that was a pivotal moment that we were able to do that because it got people's attention you know people were like wow these guys really put effort in like what they do and you know we released it it was a sold out show it was one of the best moments I feel like in our career so far and people bought up the CD we ended up selling out of all of our copies in like I think six months around that time we didn't print enough and people were enjoying it. And it's like I was saying, like, uh, people come to the shows, they see it live, and then they buy it, and they like it. And I feel like there's been a really good reception to it. Like, one of my friends, slash, I hate using the word fan, because I feel like we don't have fans, we have friends. <laughs> but uh, one of our uh, friends got the CD, and, like, he tells me that it's in his car 24-7 in the player. He doesn't take it out. 
and that's just amazing because the fact that someone could like what music we've created just blows my mind. But I feel like it's been really, um, our music has been received well. And that's why I was saying, like, with newer music coming out, I hope that it's the same kind of process for people. And I believe that it's in the same realm as Forget Me Nots, but also independent of it. And I just think that, you know, we go to these shows and people tell us, like, that they love the album, and that's awesome. And I don't know. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. I don't really talk to as many people as you do because you're a social butterfly and I'm like the quiet person in the back. So <laughs> I think that that people received it well. Yeah. It's, it is weird. I think there's this moment where we played the Crowfoot like maybe four or five months after we released Forget Me Nots. And we were playing Forget Me Nots, the title track off the album. And I looked over, and I'm playing keyboard, and I look out in the crowd, and there's all these, like, small people singing, singing the words back to Britney. I'm like, what? God, it's the best, <laughs> having people sing the words back. Yeah. Like, yes, you guys are the queens. See, and <laughs> like, again, going that, like, like, we're not, I don't know, I, I don't feel like when you write your words, you're writing the hook. Or, like, the catchy chorus or the catchy words. You're writing honest words that, like, what you said, like, get your emotions at an outlet. I'm just writing, like, what I need to hear at that moment. Yeah. And I feel like that can somehow touch other people. Yeah, and the fact that the people are singing them and it's not just, like, some top 40 song that's, like, catchy <laughs> that you're going to remember after the first listen. That's just, yeah. it like, shows They you. know the words better than I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> to me, it shows me that they're actually <laughs> taking the heart what you've written so yeah right that's that's awesome i'm glad to hear that because um when i decided that well when we decided that we wanted to have you guys on the podcast i of course do my research and i do listen to the music and um i did leave the last episode of the podcast with forget me not as the, the track that played um and i really do i do i really do i really like that that song off of the ep it is really great it's ep or is an album uh, EP. Off the top of my head right now. EP, yeah. It's a really great EP, and I, I enjoy it. Um, so it, it makes sense that people would um, recept it well. Uh, okay, so we dropped that in January-ish, and then you guys kept playing shows like you do. Um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we get to Warp Tour. Um, so you guys played Warp Tour last year on the yeah. local stage, right? And how did that opportunity come about? Was there did was there a battle of the bands or anything like that that got you that? Did you have a connection in with the people who booked it? Um, I, I bet that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. So um, I I the year before we played War Four, I saw this event where it was a battle of the bands to play like a local stage, and I saw the event. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool event. I wish we would have known about it or got invited. So, like, for the rest of the year, I was kind of keeping my eyes peeled for the next event to see if they were going to do it again. And all of a sudden, I got an email, and they were like, hey, would you like to be a part of this event? I'm like, that's awesome. I didn't have to berate you with a personal email asking you guys to have us on it. You just invited us out. So we got on that event, and it was a battle of the band. And, again, we 
the lineup of bands that we were playing with in the battle, it made no sense for us to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now because I kind of led you into that question. Um, yeah. I'm looking at it, so I'm just going to give I'm gonna give a rundown of who also played this. Um, so we have you guys and then also Blank Slate, uh, Scapegoat, which are heavy bands, um, yeah. Our Vices, Dethrone the Deceiver, which are also heavy bands, um, and then and then there's you guys. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, um, let us know how that went. It's It's always funny. Because we tend to open the set up with Fort Give Me Nuts. You know, the synth, no drums, no guitar, very pretty sounding, quiet song. And uh, it's always funny when the band before us just ended with a breakdown. Right. <laughs> like, they're super heavy, and then we go up there, and we're super quiet. And it catches people's attention, and either they are into it, or they give us a chance, or they hate it. Immediately. Yeah, which is which is fine. You're they're all entitled to whatever reaction they want. But uh we played the show and I thought it went well. You know, like people talked to us after, they said that they enjoyed it. And it's like we have our heavier moments too. That's why I feel like playing any type of show is good for us because we might have a song here or there that really speaks to people who like more quiet, ambient music, but then we'll also have moments where we're as loud as the best of them, I guess. And I feel like people respond to that. But even, like, saying we were different for that battle, like, one of the judges after we they announced that we had won, they came up to us. I was like, thank you so much. Uh, this means a lot, like, a dream for us, knowing that we're going to play Warped Tour. And they were like, well, you guys obviously deserved it. And they were like, one of the things that caught us our attention, they're like, you actually have singing in your music. <laughs> like, the singer, the singer can sing. And they liked it. And I feel like that's awesome. And you know, and we even dabbled in a little bit of, like, uh, heavier vocals and stuff. Like, we have a song on the record called Contra, and we had our friend Aaron. He's in a band now called Better Thoughts do, like, a spoken word kind of screamy sad boy thing at the end. And it's, like, yeah. people respond to that song typically when we play it. But the battle was fun. It was a great opportunity. And, and then we got what our ass out at Warp Tour in the yeah. 90 degree heat on the pavement. That was that was a fun time. I was so sweaty. <laughs> how long how long was your set at 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 Warped Tour? We got twenty five minutes. Yeah, but yeah. we were there oh. for like I think twelve hours. Yeah, we had to be there. We had to be there at nine, I believe. But nine, when it comes to band things, I always make everyone get there like an hour and a half early because I'm crazy. <laughs> so we we probably got there around eight. And we kind of just sat around. Had, like two hours of because we were like printing off flyers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure we picked up merch that night yeah. at like two in the morning. We were like rolling. <laughs> but it was so fun because yeah. we've been going to Warp Tour since we were you know thirteen. So a little baby. It was exciting to be a part of it and like I got to play the same date that Hawthorne Heights was playing, and I saw them at my first warp Tour, and I was so pumped. Yeah. So it was just a cool experience at all in all. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. I saw that the flyer, well, not the flyer, I guess it's a digital flyer on your guys' Facebook. Um, and I didn't, I actually didn't know that you guys played warp Tour last year, even though I was there. And, um, yeah, so sorry, sorry I missed your set. But. It, it's okay. It, it's really funny because 
the last two festivals we played, we played Bloodfest last year and we played Warped Tour uh, last year too. And every time we did one of those festivals, I was like, all right, I have one band that I really, really want to see at this festival. I hope they don't play our same time. And each event, they have played the exact same time as us. And I've missed them. So I understand the... Who were the who were the bands? Who was the band at, oh. at Bloodfest and who was the band at Warped Tour? So at Bloodfest, Free Throw was playing, and we had just played with them in September before Bloodfest, and I was like, man, these guys are awesome, and I fell in love with them, and I actually uh, introduced them to the guy that was drumming with us at the time. His name's Michael as well, and he loves them, and when they announced the set time, he saw that they were playing the same time as us. He messaged me, and he's like, have a good acoustic set at Warped Tour, because I'm not missing free throw. And I was like, I, I quit. Okay, at, uh, at, have a good acoustic thing at Bloodfest. But yeah, so free throw at Bloodfest, played the exact same time. Again, it's funny, we opened with the airy synth song, and it was all quiet, and then free throw played a loud song, and since it was Bloodfest, <laughs> there was no doors blocking each other's sound, so we were doing this pretty ambient thing, but you could hear Free Throw in the background, so... And I was trying really hard not to mess up while also listening to Free Throw's first song. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the closest we got to listen to him that yeah. night, so we learned start, our lesson. Start though. singing a Free Throw song with, um, with yeah, a yeah, New York funny. composition in the back. Yeah. They're probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> for for Warped Tour, the band I wanted to see was Dance, Gap, and Dance. And yes. they played the exact same time as us. And that took away. So many friends came up to me before we played, and they're like, dude, good luck not missing Dance, Gap, and Dance. I'm like, dude, yeah, I you know feel what? you. Go have fun for me and you. That's probably why I missed your guys' set. Dance, Gap, and Dance is probably – they're up there in my top five favorite bands. I don't miss them yeah. when they come over. They never come over at this side of the state or state of the country, side of the country. So I, I go see them every time. Like I love them. They actually just announced a a new album yesterday. Yeah, today. I saw that. Yeah, they, but no single. Awesome. Yeah, their uh, their guitar work is magnificent. I'm so jealous of his skills. <laughs> Will Will Swan is incredible. It, I can't even. It's I saw them for the first time, unfortunately, when Johnny Craig was still in the band. Um, okay. I've actually seen them with every singer that they've had, and I like I like them now i love the 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 dynamic they've got now is probably yeah. the best one that they've had so far i really i dig okay. it yeah for sure <laughs> so it's cool you say that you guys are in like like you said this airy synthy type type alternative indie and <laughs> you were pissed off that you missed <laughs> dance gavin dance yeah <laughs> well i don't know i i feel like uh we like the weirdest yeah <laughs> like like the last summer, I heard this classical song on the radio oh. by accident. I'm like, Brittany Shazam, ask Google, get the name of this song. And like, it's one of my favorite songs right now. I don't know. I feel like we dabble in a little bit of everything. We've been like jamming out to like the Dirty Head yeah. and Childish Gambino. Like, we just listen to whatever soothes us. You yeah. Know? <laughs> there's there's always a moment in music. In any type of music that can like be like, wow, I didn't expect to love this, but yeah. I do, and <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we dabble. <laughs> we definitely, definitely dabble. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I the mean, other, the other day, I tried to look up a, a a full album stream of Sugar Ray. Oh my <laughs> god! I love these Sugar Ray. 
But uh, oh my god, it, it didn't download. Bad time. Damn it. And then the other day, I I pulled up Marvin Gaye, what? and I was listening to him on the way home from work, and I almost it was great. It was great. It was great. <laughs> That's what I in the car the other day. I was listening to. Uh, I went from August Burns Red to nice. Miguel Miguel, the R and B singer. So yeah, I, I completely awesome. get that. Yeah, Miguel's um, on yeah. the J Cole song that I really like. He's a good singer. <laughs> oh my god! It's, I mean, music is music, and as long as I, I feel, as long as there's some kind of feeling behind it, some kind of emotion behind it, I can get into it. Um, yeah. If there's not, it's really hard for me to 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 dig into. Yeah, I feel like authenticity is so important, yeah. and it's like you can sometimes you can tell with certain bands. It's just like, okay, do you, did you write this music because you love it, or did you write this music because it's what's popping on the radio right yeah. now? And right. that's that, that's like I was saying at the beginning, like that's so important to us. Like when you can tell that someone is passionate behind what they've produced it's just it's a different experience yeah and i feel like that's so important i completely agree and i think that's what a lot of people probably um probably connect to with your guys' music um the most is that you can obviously tell that it's well thought out it's engaging and it's it's very um i don't know if emotional is the right word to it but it it has that feel to it so Kudos to you guys on that. <laughs> so we talked about Black Fest a little bit, well, a little, kind of a little bit. You guys are on it again this year for your your second time, second go around. Um, yeah. With Black Fest, um, Black Fest is is for for people who haven't been to Black Fest, um, it's a very unique situation. It's in a school type yeah. ordeal. Like you said, there's no doors blocking off the various stages that are inside of this school, and it's super hot and muggy and humid, and it's kind of it's really DIY um, type of feel to it. So, when were you guys approached to play, or were you? How did that? How did Bloodfest come about? Number two, times two for you guys. Okay, so it was actually very funny for the second time we got offered to play Bloodfest. So. We were at a Tiny Moving Parts show at the Loving Touch because they're my jam right now. Can't get enough. They're incredible. They're uh, incredible. Um, yeah, and I, Fusion put on the show, and Fusion also puts on Blood Fest. You know? So I was standing there, and all of a sudden I see uh, one of the guys that works for Fusion. I, I approach him, you know, because I wanted to talk to him a little bit about the April show that hadn't been announced yet, you know, get some more, like, intel on it. And then he looks at me at the end of their conversation, he's like, have you put in a submission for Bloodfest yet? And I was like, uh, no, I haven't yet because I didn't know, like, what our springish slash summer was going to be. And he's like, well, well, you should probably put in a submission for Bloodfest. Wink, wink. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, we submitted, and they told us all the same reasons why they picked us the previous year. They're like, you guys work with us. You work very hard. He's like, your music, we can, he's like, they, they talk about, they're like, your music is something that fits in with the festival. And especially they've really recently, like, kind of took a step back from the heavier stuff at Bloodfest. And um, we fit in really well, and they just, they wanted us. They asked us to submit. We did. And now it's, it's happening again, and we're really excited. Bloodfest is a great time. 
like like you said, it's a very unique kind of festival. But so many of our friends are on it this year. Yeah. It'd be like a party all day. It's kind of insane how many friends are on this I'm show. I'm excited. We get to hang out. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, one of Aaron from Better Thoughts, who's on our record, yeah. doing the guest, he's yeah. also going to be at the show. So maybe we'll have to rope him into doing that song. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, it's and also Foxing is going to be there. Oh, Michael was so lit when they announced Foxing. He was like screaming. Yeah. That's one of his favorites right now. I, they are so. Oh, uh, but they're probably going to play when we play. If, so. if they do, oh, Michael. I was going to say, if they do, I will buy a wireless guitar amp thing so I can be in there watching them, yeah, but okay. still sonically be heard at our stage. <laughs> That's what I will do. So that would be the band. I was, that was the next question was, yeah. any, anybody on the lineup that you're probably going to miss by playing, your answer is Foxing. Yeah, mine's Foxing. I can't miss them. I, I don't want well, to start. Oh, Narco Day 2. <laughs> if they play at us, I'll be so sad. I, I won't show up. Yeah. One, one of our favorite <laughs> bands slash also favorite local band friends is Narco debut. We just saw them like two weeks ago, a week ago, and they're just so good. Love them. And uh, There are some pretty incredible bands actually on the bill, and it has been pretty cool to see like the change from what they, from what it was to what it is now. I mean, we still have some heavy bands like Norma Jean and I don't know if you want to call Basement heavy, but Basement and 68 <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. But it's really changed. They've done a lot of stuff with, like, inclusion, um, not excluding, you know, and making it a, a point to have, like, female singers or female band members or, you know, and, and stuff like yeah. that. It's also um, non – it's substance-free, so no alcohol, no drugs at all. They've actually kicked – kick bands off on the day for being intoxicated. So it's really it's something that you don't see very often. Yeah, it really speaks to the merit and integrity of the festival. It's it's great. Like, I, I talk to people about it who haven't heard about it that should be there. You know, like, they they check all the boxes off the list. It's like, well, you should probably like Blood Fest, but they've never been. And I tell them they need to go because being in that school and walking around, you know, checking out the different stages – seeing the bands play, and then, like, going in the gymnasium and having all the merch tables set up, and it's just, like, it's it's a great feeling, and it's an awesome place to go, and it's, like, so many of my and some of Britney's ba favorite bands have played there in the past, and now they're doing great things, and it's just, I highly recommend the festival to anyone. There was, like, a time in last year where I just went outside because I was sick of being in the stuffy school and listening to loud music. And I just laid on the grass, and, like, you just feel so safe. It's just a, a safe space, and it's, like, it's nice for, like, young people that want to go and go to concerts. And, I like, I remember going to concerts when I was young, and, like, I had to bring my older brother to be my bodyguard. And it's just, like, it's nice to have somewhere that you know, like, everybody's going to be inclusive, and you're not going to get, like, stolen out of the thin air, so. That, that was another festival. We had to be there at 10. I think we got there at 8.30. And we didn't sleep. Because yeah. We had to do, like, a 100 things before we got there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we also picked up merch uh, at 1 a.m. We did. Yeah. We, if you, 
Robert, have you ever noticed we do we procrastinate do a little bit? But I think. Exhausted. <laughs> but it, but it's always a good time. Yeah, we're definitely laughing the whole time while we're not sleeping. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it, whatever you guys are doing is seeming to pay off very well for um, a year in New York. Um, so I missed you guys last year at Warp Tour. I'm obviously going to see you. Uh, what is it, two weeks from now at Vote With Your Wallet. Um, but I definitely will have to make up the Warp Tour miss at Bloodfest this year. Um, so I'll be, in the, I'll be in the crowd, except maybe if, if Astronautilus is playing at the same time, I'm, I'm probably going to have to miss it. <laughs> okay, you have, right. you have our permission. Yes. Perfect. I appreciate that very much. I just have one more question. I don't want to keep you guys on the phone uh, much longer. Um, so obviously, um, like album cycles at, for local, for more local bands. I don't. I want to say smaller bands. They're a little bit longer than, um, you know, like major label type, even independent major label type album cycles. We've said a few times that Forget Me Not has come out. It came out a year ago. Um, you've kind of alluded to a little bit of new music here and there, um, but what should we be uh, looking for from you guys coming up on this show in April and, and down the road in May and probably the rest of 2018? So, uh, like you were saying, like um, we are alluding to new music because it's like I was saying, like when we were first being exposed to people that have started listening to us now, we were playing Forgive Me Nots, and then we released Forgive Me Nots, and I feel like that's what people know us as, that album, because that's what we play live right now, and that's what they've been listening to. And now we're at that stage where it's like, okay, people seem to be footed in, like, a year in New York and enjoying the album, so let's give them something else. And for me, the new music is very... It's it's very experimental, and I know people throw that word around, but that's the only way I can, like, describe it right now in the early stages. It's like, I think I timed a song that we were writing the other day, and it was, like, seven minutes, and I was like, dang, that's a long song. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and I just, I but like I said, like, it's, it was almost, like, liberating being like, man, that's a seven-minute song, or we really going to have a seven-minute song. And I'm like, well, we're writing this music we're trying to be honest, let's keep this song seven minutes long. And I I think it's a lot like Forget Me Nots, but different. We're, I feel like we're expanding, like like I was saying, like any moment where in the past we would have been like, we can't do that, we're kind of being like, well, why can't we do that? Do it. Yeah. And, do the thing. Yeah, and we're, we're just, we're trying to have no boundaries while we're writing this new music. Like, anything is a possibility. And we're excited for people to listen to it because I feel like it, it'll it be different and hopefully people enjoy it as much as we have enjoyed the process of writing it. Like I was saying, we are currently, for the April show, we're going to debut, we hopefully, two new songs. And I hope Michael's people... Michael's very ambitious. I am very ambitious. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> At least one. And I, it's different. Like, I don't want to give too much away, but it's... It's new. Yes, it's, it's, new. it's new. It's new. It's new. It's new. Yeah. And, uh, it's shiny and sparkly and scary. <laughs> it is very scary. We're, we're, I don't know, I always joke around, I'm like, are we asking too much of people listening to us? Yeah. <laughs> and I just, 
I, I think it will be good. It will be fun. Yeah. I, I was asked the same question by a member at Fusion. They're like, so how are the new music coming? What are you working on? And I'm like, I told them the same thing. I'm like, basically, we're giving zero fucks about anything. <laughs> and we're, we're just trying our best to write stuff and take it beyond where we have already been, I guess. Like, thinking outside the box, different instruments that we haven't used very, like, before, but in a way that will make it sound like it fits perfectly with our music, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. And so, very very early stages of that, but we are going to be playing, well, we, I'm saying we, like, I'm in the band. Uh, you guys are yeah, going to be playing If you drum, you can them. play in the band. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't keep a rhythm to save my life. I can't sing. I've never learned how to play guitar. I'm a photographer for a reason, and it's because I was too lazy to be a musician. <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. Hopefully, two new songs, at least one, and I hope people enjoy them. I think it will be. I think it will be good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. It's been a little bit longer than I originally told you <laughs> that it was. Oh, okay. but it was we we yeah. never shut up. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It was a it was a pleasure to have you guys um, on on the podcast. I really appreciate um, you guys uh, deciding to come and come and do this with us. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see you on April fourteenth at the Crowfoot. If you're listening to this, make sure you check out a year for new a year for <laughs> a year in New York. Jeez. Um, headlining that show. Uh, thank you guys again, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day. Thanks so much, Robert. It was awesome. Thank you for having us. We had a blast. We did. <laughs> and there it is, my long talk with <laughs> the incredible duo that make up a year in New York. Um, they've got some incredible things coming up. Like I said earlier in the podcast, vote with your wallet on Saturday, April 14th at the Crowfoot Ballroom. Check them out there. If you can't check them out there, I know you're going to Bledfest in May, so make sure you stop by the stage that they're playing on. Um, you will not regret it. Um, you know what? I, I want to say... I want to say thank you again to Michael and Brittany for coming on the podcast. Um, we've had a few talks with a few bands um, already. This is episode three, and this is easily the longest one, but uh, when we were talking, it, it blew through. It flew right by. These guys were great to have on the podcast. I really appreciate them. Now, this is the time you've all been waiting for, and the time that I am so excited to announce that episode four is going to be with the incredible Red Hot Northern Michigan Band. They just dropped their debut full-length pilot. I cannot wait to share with you my conversation with Chris Freeman of Hot Mulligan. Keep an eye out for that. Like I always do at the end of every episode, I would like to leave you with a song from next episode's guest. This is my favorite song off of the full-length pilot. This is How Do You Know It's Not Armadillo Shells by Hot Mulligan. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on episode four. So scared that you don't want me here. Titles cause I can't
wrong in my head Pulling out the pages that I wrote for you Hoping you don't think that I'm dependent Cause I know the truth might be too much I'm not enough I'm always disappointed in the things I write Even when I speak it seems the words will never come up right Coping alone Just bring me home Another friend said, marry me Well, unknowingly, sad in a way The life he wanted, I'm glad None of our parents stayed together I hate to be a bummer But I'm three more beers from calling a cab So I can sleep to shake this dread I won't wake up Unless you ask if I am okay Pulling out the pictures that I wrote for you Hoping you don't think that I'm dependent Cause I know the truth might be I'm always disappointed in the things I write